Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1780 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. It's time to accomplish your number one goal, Fire Nation, in just 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com to learn more. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Chris Badgett. Chris, are you prepared to ignite? Let's fire it up. Yes. Chris is a passionate family man who loves learning, travel, and exploring the wild places. He is the CEO of Lifter LMS, an online course building platform for educational entrepreneurs. Chris, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Uh, well, I started as an outdoor guide in Alaska. Um, I managed a, a team of about 40 people and a couple hundred sled dogs. And uh, it was after that phase of my life when I had kids when I got into the online world. So I'm a big time uh, nature guy. And uh, I'm really passionate about hanging out with great people. And uh, leadership is something that's important to me and community is important to me. So I got into uh, freelancing as a, you know, building websites as a side gig and it overtook my life. And uh, eventually I built a product in the space. And I guess that's why you're in Maine now because you're kind of a nature guy, right? Yep. My wife's from here and uh, we met on a glacier in Alaska. Wow. That's pretty cool, I will say. And what would you say are some of your favorite nature areas within the state of Maine? Well, I got married on the Appalachian Trail uh, up on top of a mountain called Gusai over by <laughs> uh, uh, Sunday River Ski Area. Yeah. Totally. So I like that area. And uh, I love Acadia. I spent a lot of time in Acadia. So Chris, let's talk about your area of expertise. What is that? Online education, membership sites, and online courses. What's something that we don't know about that area that as entrepreneurs we probably should? I think people go about it a little backwards sometimes. They try to start with the technology and they go to then trying to build the content to put in there. And then they go try to figure out how to build community. Uh, a lot of people are doing it backwards, in my opinion. What's the way to do it frontwards? Start by building community and start by getting results for people uh, before you even put a finger on technology. So doing what I like to call a pilot program is, uh, is a very helpful way before you go shopping for tools to do a really high-touch, non-automated. Uh, it, it can be digital through Skype, but it can also be in, per in person. Make sure you're able to get those results reliably and dependably before you even go to the technology. What are some of the best ways that you've seen people build community? Uh, some of it has to do with in-person stuff. We're uh, in a very digital age, but going to small live events and masterminds is a good one. Um, doing uh, local meetups can be quite powerful, even if you're not by a, a major city. And uh, really getting clear on who you are. Leadership starts with uh, yourself. And if you're really cl clear on who you are and you find your tribe, building community is very easy. And just to give a quick example, um, I grew up in uh, North Carolina and I figured out early on that I was really into the outdoors and exploring and nature and climbing and expeditions and these kinds of things. So when I first landed in Alaska, I really found my community and I just went after it with everything I had. And then the same happened again when I realized in my late 20s that I was an entrepreneur and I could take my leadership skills and my management skills into the tech space. And uh, I, you know, I started meeting other entrepreneurs and 
uh, building community that way, both in person and online and things like Facebook groups. And how'd you end up in Belfast? Uh, my wife, uh, we, we are actually, uh, she's from Maine. So we wanted to be a little closer to her family and, uh, we're big, uh, I'm, I'm really into learning. So this might sound counterintuitive, but I actually, uh, unschooled my children. So they're like homeschool and there's a particular, uh, branch to that called unschooling. And we found a really strong, uh, unschooling and homeschooling community here. And that's what helped us seal the deal on moving to Midcoast, Maine. Now, just quickly, uh, before we move on, how would you kind of describe unschooling? It's basically child-led education. So my job as a parent is to put things in their way, whether that's musical instruments or computers or athletic enterprises or, um, you know, different subject matters and whatever they show interest in, I just help facilitate that. And my community helps facilitate that. Oh, cool. For example, one of my daughters is really into plants. She can name more plants, wild, wild plants than I can. And uh, one of my other daughters is, um, you know, just really into crafting and dancing and making things with their hands. So we just, we just facilitate that. So let's talk about a story now, Chris. And this is going to be a story about what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So don't pull any punches. Don't hold anything back. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. So I kind of had a dream job in Alaska in terms of uh, I kind of reached the pinnacle of what you could do in ecotourism and uh, made great money, worked five months out of the year, um, could go anywhere in the off season. But when I left that and made a commitment really to be a really present dad and, and close with my family, um, my first year freelancing, I only made about $10,000 and that was very hard for me. I felt like a failure and that kind of ended uh, where, where that chapter ends is actually the beginning of where I started to succeed. So basically at that time I was living in Northwest Montana and we uh, made the decision. I, I was building websites. I got particularly interested in membership sites and online courses uh, we started building our own online course site in a niche called permaculture, which is kind of a sub niche of organic gardening. And I found some of the top experts in the world. Uh, one is one of them was in Costa Rica doing a two week long class in the rainforest on on permaculture design. And so we had absolutely very little money or extra resources. I didn't know if it was going to work or not. I was very scared. And uh, we, we worked out a deal with that author to basically become the online publisher and capture the content and all that. Uh, spent the winter in Costa Rica, filmed that. And, and really by taking that step was the, um, you know, that was the beginning of a new chapter. But at the same time, I was very scared. Um, I wasn't happy with the amount of money I was making. And even things like buying Christmas presents at Christmas time was very hard for me, but that was, uh, I, I kind of felt like a failure, but it ended up working out. You know, one thing for me, Fire Nation, that I'm kind of reading between the lines is that, you know, Chris started kind of off as a generalist. Like he was just building websites. He was kind of all over the place, kind of here and there, but then he kind of followed his interests, just like he kind of now encourages his kids to do to follow their interests and really kind of ignite and pour gasoline fluid on that. And he kind of was like, okay, membership sites are cool. Courses are cool. And then, you know, he got into the organic side of things and then he saw this opportunity. So how are you niching down Fire Nation? How are you excited about, you know, kind of an overall topic, but then 
within that you're saying, okay, but this part of it really excites me. And then this part within this part really, really excites me. And then you just get down to where you say, wow, I can really serve a very focused special niche. And that's where, where you can really start to gain that momentum that's so hard when you're just a generalist. So Chris, that's kind of my takeaway from your story, but you know, maybe go in a different direction um, with a takeaway that you want our listeners to get from your worst moment. Uh, well, I would say it was uh, what preceded that was my aha moment, which was uh, I had written a lot of blog posts as a way to get leads and web design clients and that sort of thing. And I just started uh, blogging about my experience in building an online course site with WordPress. And all of a sudden, you know, blog post number 80 uh, kind of took off and there was a bunch of interest and comments and uh, people started calling me to do membership site work or they wanted to get into online courses. And by the way, Fire Nation, it wasn't blog post 8 or 18, it was blog post 80. And Chris, before you kind of continue down that road you're, you're talking about right now, what do you think it was about that blog that, that made it finally just really click? Well, I have to say, John, I was actually writing it at like two o'clock in the morning. It was just really me and my computer because I really love what I do. I love building online courses and and that sort of thing. Even when I was in Alaska, I used to imagine like <laughs> if there was a web page with a video on it, what do I want to teach about? <laughs> and I was I was just sharing my story. And I think all it was is I wasn't trying hard. I was just literally stating the facts of like, this is what I'm doing. This is the tools I'm using. And because I couldn't easily find like good guidance myself, I was like, well, I'm going to create the article on how to do it with WordPress and make it a little, you know, make it fun and just share my story. Cool. So kind of continue on through them with your aha moment. Like how did you decide which direction to take and, you know, kind of finish this up with sharing what you really want to make sure our listeners get um, kind of as a lesson learned, as a takeaway from your aha moment that we can apply to our lives? Yeah, I would say that whole thing of not being a generalist and niching down is really important. Um, Also, very quickly after getting into the tools, and I'm not a, a coder, I'm more of a business guy, a marketing guy, a teacher guy. Um, I, I realized that there was a lot of room for improvement with the tools because I'm a people person. Um, I started building relationships with developers, designers. Uh, I was particularly good as a, someone who could bridge the digital divide between a customer or a client and a technologist and really build that bridge and also keep things on budget to make a long story very short. I got to the point where I was doing $60,000 websites. Uh, some actually, there was one I did over six figures over a, a series of years, an advanced uh, membership site with additional technology built on top of it and software tools all on top of WordPress. And then later I decided to build a better uh, mousetrap in terms of a, a membership site, online course, e-commerce solution. But it all came from that passion. And I, I, you know, I'm like the hair club for men. I also build and sell courses. So I really understand the customer I deal with and I understand their challenges. And because I'm also a technologist and surround myself with great developers and designers, I'm able to translate. Really, I care much more about solving business problems than, you know, the tool stack. And that's, I just stay committed to that. And that the real business problem is all about results and that's where the industry is heading. It's not about locking down information. It's about what is required to 
to you know deliver dependable, repeatable results. The real business problem is about delivering results. Just remember that at the core, Fire Nation, deliver results. Now, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today, Chris? Because I'm a software builder and I like to solve problems with technology, it's really designing learn, learning tools around results, not just conversion and, and protecting content. And the way I do that is I have a guiding, guiding mission uh, around what makes meaningful results. And that has to do with what I call the LLC, which is learning, leadership, and community. So when we're teaching online, if we're not facilitating those three things, uh, we're missing the mark on, on what's required to create meaning, which is what motivates results. So, for example, with Lifter LMS, our software, uh, Monday of next week, or this, it'll probably be out when this airs, uh, we have a new piece of uh, part of the software called Private Areas, which is, allows coaches to have personalized uh, pages and posts per uh, student per course or per member per membership. And this is all in an effort to create uh, an avenue for leadership to help build that community, that bond connection between the teacher and the learner and to help facilitate learning because not all learners are the same. And some people get stuck in different areas or they need custom coaching and that sort of thing, which you can also charge a lot more. But that one decision is all uh, made around what are we going to do? How do we make the technology facilitate results? Fire Nation, value bombs will be dropped in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. After we thank our sponsors, we'll be right back. I'm not a huge fan of planning meetings. For starters, imagine all the time wasted thinking about where the most convenient location is, whether it will feel professional, will there be good Wi-Fi? If you're looking for a new kind of workspace that will ensure all of the above without you having to think twice, then Breather has the solution. Whether it's an offsite meeting, a team meeting, a client meeting, or even individual work, you're going to love booking space with Breather. Breather is currently in LA, New York, San Francisco, Palo Alto, Boston, Chicago, D. Toronto, Montreal, and London, and they are growing. Google, Apple, and Facebook even have employees who use Breather for their off-site and team meetings. Don't overpay for space you don't need. Book a Breather space just for the time you need it and spend hundreds, not thousands. Try Breather right now and you'll receive $100 off your first booking when you visit breather.com slash fire. That's $100 off your first booking when you visit breather.com slash fire. There are a lot of things that have me fired up right now, like going from success to significance and my health. These may or may not be of interest to you, but I know something we can all get fired up about is rewards. Allow me to explain. You work hard to create the business and lifestyle you want, so why not have a credit card that works just as hard as you do? This is an offer exclusively for business owners. Get the Marriott Rewards Premier Business Credit Card and let your business take care of you for a change. With 80,000 bonus points after you spend $3,000 on purchases in your first three months from account opening. With tons of great benefits, including a free night stay every anniversary and five points per dollar spent at participating Marriott hotels, you'll be rewarded in more ways than one. Here's an idea. Hire this card and put it to work for you. It's time to get down to business. Learn more at MarriottPremierBusiness.com slash fire. That's M-A-R-R-I-O-T-T PremierBusiness.com slash fire. Chris, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
I didn't become an entrepreneur until my late 20s. And I think my DNA, I was really born as one. I just didn't realize it. And I think it had to do with misconceptions or poor mental models around business and also a lack of mentoring. It was my early 30s, Fire Nation, before I really grasped onto the fact that I was an entrepreneur. Just sometimes it, it kind of hides and then it pops up and you never go back. What's the best advice you've ever received, Chris? Lead with your actions more than your words. What is a personal habit that contributes to your success? Uh, without question, I have a four-hour morning routine that starts at 5 a.m. And I, I've spent uh, you know a decade developing it and it continues to evolve. But basically by 9 a.m., I have a huge sense of accomplishment. And it's not just about business and work. It's also it's about taking care of my health and uh, you know, meaningful relationships in my life as well. But my four-hour morning routine, which is my probably my prized possession, is what I'm uh, most proud of. All right, Chris, you can officially say the phrase, I get more stuff done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. <laughs> yep. Because it's true. Uh, walk us through that. What does that four-hour routine look like? Uh, it starts with about an hour of exercise. Uh, and each one of these things has about, you know, 20 moving parts in it. Uh, I do a gratitude journal. I do, if you're familiar with Wim Hof breathing and shower, uh, cold water exposure, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I have a gratitude journal. I set my top three priorities of the day. Uh, I delegate some things to my team. Um, what else is going on there? I actually have a, a checklist in Excel that I literally go down so that I don't have to use any decision fatigue at all right. to complete it. And uh, there's some visualization in there. Um, and there's some yoga in there. Uh, there's some time with my uh, wife and kids. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm sure your kids are up before 9 a.m. So there's got to be a little fam time in there. Absolutely. And that's really important because uh, in the earlier days when it was really when it was much harder, uh, I was it was very easy to slip into the workaholic mode and uh, neglect something. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that quality time with the family and hanging out with the kids when they're getting up is in there, too. Now, are you homeschooling the kids or do they actually have a school they go to? It's a little bit of a hybrid. We are homeschoolers. Uh, technically, and uh, that we also put them in. This is one of the reasons we moved to this area. There's some uh, enrichment programs that they go to uh, with other kids who's you know operate under a similar philosophy. But only those are only like a couple days a week. Uh, some of them are like wilderness survival related. Some of them are arts and crafts related. Some of them uh, some, and then they do their own private like you know music lessons and whatever <laughs> they're into, and also just a lot of playtime with other kids. So there's kind of a misconception that, you know, homeschool or unschool kids are not that social, but they're, I, in my opinion, they can be very social and uh, they also have a healthy relationship uh, with adults and ability to talk to d adults and do multi-age play. So that's, that's what it's all about. If you could recommend one internet resource, what would it be and why? The Wim Hof online course actually really changed my life in terms of uh, uh, kind of dealing with some back pain issues that I had just from my days as doing a lot of heavy lifting and some sports injuries and things. So I highly recommend that entrepreneurs, especially digital entrepreneurs, make sure to take good care of, of your body and try some, you know, don't be afraid to challenge assumptions and, and try some things 
to uh, if you're if you're struggling in some areas to change some habits because uh, the body is a, is an amazing thing. And if uh, there's a famous quote that if you uh, have your health, you have many goals. If you have uh, if you don't have your health, you only have one one dream. So true. So I mean, I can look back to like the seven years that I was dealing with like serious back pain, and that was the only thing that mattered. And you know, now that I was able to get over that. Now I can just say, wow, there's so many things that I want, you know, to have as goals and as focuses. But, you know, before that was it. I was, I remember just thinking if I can just get past this back pain, like I'll never like (laughs) have another worry in my life again, which of course doesn't happen, but it's just one of those things where that quote is so, so true and recommend one book and share why. Oh, there's a book called Play Bigger. And the subtitle is How Pirates, Dreamers, and Innovators Create and Dominate Markets. It's by Al Ramadan and Dave Peterson. This book uh, I read about a year ago. It had a profound impact on me in terms of we've all heard the concept of creating a category or owning a category or, uh, you, you know, do business in a blue ocean instead of a red ocean or whatever. But I've never read a book that not only, you know, purported the benefits and the, the, the importance of niching down and creating your own market and things of that nature, but it also provided a guidebook on exactly how to do that. So I'm in the middle of implementing a four-month strategy that I put together based on reading that book. I highly recommend it. Chris, let's end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. So my biggest piece of advice is in a, in a this world where we are valuing outsourcing and passive income, uh, one of the things that I've found is it's been helpful to integrate the concept of insourcing and active income. Active income is doing things that don't scale, but perhaps you can charge more money for or give you a lot of business intelligence that you can use uh, when you do automate things further and, and do scale up. That's been very helpful for me. The other thing is insourcing. So like the education example we've been talking about, sometimes we don't want to outsource everything away or there's value to insourcing um, some things in your business and you know enjoying, enjoying your team, enjoying your customers. And the best way we can connect with you? Uh, you can find out more at lifterlms.com. I also have a podcast for online course creators and membership site owners called LMS Cast. LMS stands for Learning Management System. And uh, I also put together a page at lifterlms.com slash fire where you can download the free Lifter LMS software, which makes it possible for you to to create, sell, and validate your online course. Love it all, Fire Nation. Do things that don't scale. Insourcing, think about that. Those are both great pieces of advice. And you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with CB and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Type Chris in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. Of course, head directly over to lifterlms.com slash fire. That's lifter, L-I-F-T-E-R, lms.com slash fire. And check out the podcast, LMS Cast check it out. And Chris, I want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John.
Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Chris today. And I hope you check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Freepodcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Exclusively for business owners. Get the Marriott Rewards Premier Business Credit Card and let your business take care of you for a change with 80,000 bonus points after you spend $3,000 on purchases in your first three months from account opening. Learn more at marriottpremierbusiness.com slash fire. That's M-A-R-R-I-O-T-T premierbusiness.com slash fire. Never think twice about booking a meeting space again. Whether it's an offsite, team, or client meeting, you're going to love booking space with Breather. Try Breather right now and you'll receive $100 off your first booking when you visit breather.com slash fire. That's breather.com slash fire.